This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. Happy podcast day. Whatever day you happen to listen to this podcast, I'm glad you're here. I am overjoyed. (laughs) I was trying to find the right word. I'm just overjoyed and so ready for the Better Together Couples event. If you haven't heard, October 22nd, through the 23rd, I am hosting the most just amazing couples experience. It is all virtual. It is completely free. It includes a Friday night date night in. We are going to be having so much fun and really connecting you so deeply to each other in ways that you probably haven't done in a very long time. And then on Saturday, we have our couples workshop. So that is going to be a time of teaching by me, learning by you of some of the things that could potentially be keeping you stuck and not experiencing all the amazingness of marriage. And I want you to have this experience because I have so many couples that come to me after having tried counseling and therapy and reading the books. And those things just weren't the right fit for them. And when they discover coaching, when they discover the power that coaching has to literally transform you and your experience and the actual circumstances of your marriage, they are just blown away. And so I am committed to giving a taste of that experience to any and all couples who want to participate. So if you have already registered, I cannot wait to see you. I will be there with my husband, who is my date, and it's just going to be so fun. And if you haven't registered, let's take care of that. (laughs) You can go directly to my website It is drshavon.com, D-R-C-H-A-V as in Victor, O-N-N-E.com. There is a tab that says Better Together Couples event. Click it, register for free, do all the things to block your calendar and make sure you and your partner can be there because you do not want to miss it, literally. This is going down in history. I'm just bursting with excitement at everything that I've planned and the experience that I know all of the couples will have. And I don't want you to miss out. So today we are going to be talking about follow through, the concept of following through. And I get so many people that come complaining about their partners because their partners don't follow through. 
And so this may be something you experience in your marriage. It may be something that you experience personally. We all have from time to time difficulty following through on things, even though they're very important to us, even though we have the best of intentions, there are things that get in the way. And so I want to talk with you about this idea of follow through, specifically as it relates to your marriage. And I thought we would just start with what are the things that people want to follow through on, or you might want your spouse to follow through on. And here are just a few of the ones that are most common. One is just reaching out and connecting during the day. I remember even for me in my own marriage, this was something that I really wanted my husband to be able to follow through on. I wanted him to remember. I wanted him to pause in his day, send me a text, reach out and just say, hi, I'm thinking of you. That meant so much to me. And so you may want the same from your spouse to connect, right? Maybe it's something they've agreed to and they don't always remember. So reaching out and connecting throughout the day. You might also want to follow through on refraining from criticizing. This was something I definitely worked on and something that I support my clients in doing because we all know that criticizing and complaining is just toxic for your relationship. It's toxic for the connection that you want to have. It's toxic for, you know, the perception you have of your spouse. And so You may really want to be able to follow through on just being a person who doesn't always complain and criticize. If you are, I highly recommend that you you keep listening to this episode because I'm going to show you how to do that. Um, You might want to create the experience of follow through on just completing things around the house, right? Like there's things that need to be, you know, tidied up or things that need to be put away or donated or things that need to be replaced. Whatever the case may be, there are always things around the house that just need some level of attention, which requires follow through. You might want to increase follow through in the area of involving each other in decisions. This is something, again, a lot of my clients have conflict around where they feel like their spouse is making decisions without looping them in, or they're not communicating things clearly so that, you know, the other person can really understand what's happening, right? So you might want to be able to really follow through on that, right? Maybe you've had a conversation and it's like, yeah, you're right. I should involve you in these decisions. And then something happens and the follow through is not there and you're left out of a decision that was important to you that you wanted to be a part of. Um, other things couples really want to follow through on communicating things ahead of time. Now, this is a normal area of conflict. It's likely that in your marriage, one of you is an internal processor, meaning you think a lot in your head. You have conversations in your head that maybe don't actually leave your mouth and get transmitted to your partner. So this is an area where you really want to find a way to follow through on that. You want to find a way of like really communicating ahead of time, being overly communicative and just keeping your spouse up to date, involved in the things that they've asked to be up to date and involved in. Other things you want to follow through on 
shutting off work and spending time together, right? Maybe this means you're not texting and responding to texts from work, or you're not on your email and trying to have a conversation. You really want to be a person who can shut off work and be present and engaged and give your partner your full attention. So that may be something that you're working on following through on. You might be following through on going on date nights, spending quality time together. You know it's important. You know you want to do it. But every week that passes, you're like, man, we didn't follow through on that. We didn't plan something. We didn't spend time together. You might also want to follow through on pausing before you react, right? Whenever I write a post or an email or talk about the value of pausing before you react to something, people are like, yes, I need to do that. I know it would be so helpful and so valuable. So maybe that's an area that you're really working on following through on. Maybe you're also working on just being able to appreciate and acknowledge and intentionally compliment your spouse. Again, very common dynamic where one person isn't very affirming naturally. That's not their love language. And so maybe that's an area that you're like, I want this to be a part of our marriage. I want this to be a part of who we are as a couple. And I want to be able to follow through on remembering to do that and actually sharing those things with my partner. Okay. So those are just some examples. I'm sure you could come up with your own. I encourage you to do that. Why don't you just pause right now and think about what is something that you personally would like to be able to say that you follow through on in your marriage, where maybe right now that's not the current reality, but you're working towards that. What are you working on following through on? Just grab it, put it in your pocket, because we're going to pull it out a little bit later in this conversation. Here's what I want to do now, though. I want to ground us in what is the impact of not following through? Like, why is it an actual problem? And it is, again, very normal. It is a huge complaint in most marriages. And it's hard. Can we just like acknowledge that creating a new behavior or getting out of a very regular habit is not the easiest thing to do. And so you may commit to it, you may really intend to do it, but you revert back to your old ways, right? And so when this happens, the consequences are it breaks trusts in your relationship, right? It breaks the trust because your partner can't believe that you're going to do the thing that you've committed to doing that you both have agreed will be done. And that erodes a little bit of the trust, right? It also unintentionally reinforces negative perceptions. I want you to think about something your partner or your spouse may have committed to doing and has agreed to follow through on and they haven't done it. What happens is you form a belief about them. See, they never do what they say they're going to do. I can't ever depend on them to be a person who follows through in this way, right? So it reinforces those negative perceptions, which again, poison on your connection, poison on your marriage. And when you don't follow through or when your partner isn't following through, it creates like this diminished hope and belief that things will get better, right? So many times in your marriage, you will just be riding on the hope and riding on the belief 
that you both are doing this work, you both are getting better together. And so when someone falls off, it sort of diminishes that belief. We're humans. Our brain is always looking for evidence. And when something doesn't happen that we expect to happen, it forms this idea that, well, I shouldn't expect that anymore. I shouldn't hope for that. I shouldn't believe that it's actually going to happen, right? Now, all of that is contrasted when you are able to follow through. I want to just anchor us in what that experience is like when you are able to follow through on something or your spouse is following through on something that's very important for your relationship together. So when you are able to follow through, it builds trust and confidence in where you are headed. You're like, we're on our way. It's working. This is good. We're making progress. Those are the best thoughts to have and nurture and grow and develop and cultivate in your brain. When you are following through, it also establishes new norms and new patterns, right? It's just like, oh no, this is what we do now, right? I know one of the things I often recommend to my couples is that you have like rituals, like nightly check-ins, daily types of conversations together. And so when you follow through on that, it just becomes your norm. It just becomes the pattern, the habit, the way you are as a couple, the thing that you do, and it becomes part of your identity. When you follow through, you also build momentum for where you want to go. There's nothing better than to get over a hurdle of something and to keep going, to keep following through. It just builds more and more momentum. And then it also reinforces a new identity. I encounter so many people, both personally and professionally, who describe themselves as someone who doesn't follow through. And so when you are able to follow through, even on small things, even for short periods of time, it can reinforce a new identity. You begin to be able to tell yourself a new story about yourself. I remember this so much for me when I first started committing to being a person who exercised every day, who moved my body every single day. And what I decided to do was walk 20 minutes a day. That felt like a no-brainer. It felt like something I could absolutely commit to. And so once I was able to just consistently do that and follow through on it, it just became part of my identity. Like, this is what I do. There's no time where I'm not able to do that, no matter if I'm traveling, no matter if I'm visiting family. It's like, no, just walking for 20 minutes a day is part of my existence. It's who I am, right? And so all of that is great, right? Like, yes, Dr. Siobhan, It's bad to not follow through. Yes, it's great to follow through. And it's still hard, (laughs) right? And that's okay. I remember my business coach had said, like, what if it's okay that it's hard? Like, what if you just stop fighting that it might be a little bit hard, especially in the beginning? And that just idea that it's okay that something is hard. It doesn't mean that I don't do it. It doesn't mean that I don't try. It doesn't mean that I don't figure it out. I want you to just imagine what if you could adopt that idea and that perspective in following through in the things that are important to you, right? And so of course, what's familiar to you is going to be easy because it's what you practice the most. And sometimes when we go to change a behavior, we go to do something differently in our marriage, 
we don't necessarily spend the time to cultivate the mindset to support us in being able to carry out that action. We also don't sometimes address the root issues that's preventing us from doing the thing we want to be doing or that's keeping us from doing the thing we don't want to be doing, right? And so you want to look at like, if there's a behavior you want to change, whether that's to start doing something or to stop doing something, you want to just ask yourself, well, why is this so hard for me? Like what's going on inside of me that's making following through on this thing difficult? What do I need to look at? What do I need to understand more, right? You don't have to beat yourself up when you don't follow through, but you want to just look at yourself with like loving compassion and be curious about, well, what is going on here? I keep saying I want to do this thing and I'm not doing this thing. Like just notice what is really underneath all the layers, the thing that is getting in the way for you. And another reason that it's often hard, I see this a lot with couples to follow through is you don't really have the right motivation. So there's so many things we do because we should. There's so many things we do because we are unhappy, but we haven't found a compelling why. And many times, you know, in marriage, one of you may be doing something, but it's just because your partner wants you to do it. It's You don't have your own internal motivation. You haven't decided why it's the right thing for you. You don't love your reasons. It's only because, well, I don't want my partner to get mad at me. And so when you don't have the right motivation, it's going to be a lot harder to follow through. Okay. So just notice that. Given all of that, I want to give you a process that will help you to follow through. I've been thinking so much about this podcast and I'm like, I am like the step queen, right? Like I will give you the steps. Like my brain just always thinks in processes. People are like, well, how do you do this? I'm like, oh, you just do this first. You do the second, you do this third. There it is. Boom. Right. And so I've documented a process that I'm going to share with you because I know that it will help you. And if you are a person who likes like step-by-step instructions, here you go. All right. So the first thing really builds upon the point that I just mentioned, and you have to identify a compelling reason why you want to follow through on the thing that you're committing to doing. Why? Why is that important to you? And what you want to do is you really want to align it with who you want to be. Anchor it in an identity that you want to have, right? So if it's something around how you communicate with your spouse, I want to be a person who communicates with love and kindness. I want to be a person who is patient and understanding. That is motivating, right? That for some people is more motivating than I want to avoid an argument. We all want to avoid an argument, yet everybody finds themselves in an argument from time to time. So that may not be the most compelling reason for you. You want to look deep inside of like, what would make this so desirable for me to follow through on? What would I have to be thinking? What would I have to be feeling? What would I have to be wanting? And why? right? So anchor yourself in a compelling reason why, why you want to follow through on the thing. Then step number two is to set yourself up 
for success. You want this to be a win-win situation for you. And my business coach talks about this concept of under-promising, <laughs> right? So you want to under-promise to yourself. You want to do the thing when you're first starting out that's like, for sure, I can do that. I could do more, but I'm going to just go with that, right? So for me in my 20 minutes of walking, it's like, for sure, I could do 30 minutes. For sure, I could like do a more rigorous set of exercises. But when I just set the bar low just to get started, then I build belief in myself that I am a person who follows through. Now, that doesn't mean you keep the bar low forever and that you don't grow and stretch yourself. But if you are a person who struggles with follow through, you have to create an experience for yourself where you are winning because winning provides the momentum and the motivation to keep going. Okay, so don't say you're going to do things perfectly, right? Don't say you're going to go on date night every week or that you're going to always pause in every conversation. You're going to text your your spouse five times a day. Don't commit to that. Unless that's an under promise, unless that's something you know for sure that you can do. Step number three is to think about what is lost if you don't do the thing that you want to follow through on? Like, what do you lose out on? Many times our brain, when we're trying to adopt a new habit, thinks about what we're going to have to give up, the sacrifice that we're going to have to make. And no one's raising their hand to make a sacrifice. But when you can look at what's lost if you don't do this thing or what you gain if you do it, that provides, again, just a positive motivation, right? So if I pause in conversations with my spouse, instead of just trying to prove my point, trying to get my point across, then I gain the experience of feeling calm and grounded. I gain the ability to actually hear what they're saying and understand them at a deeper level. I gain the ability to collect myself and to understand my own thoughts better, right? And yes, there is the temptation to just like, Say what you want to say and not pause. That is luring. But when you look at what is lost, if you don't do that, which is connection, which is a good conversation, or you look at what is gained when you do it, which is being grounded and calm and showing up as your best to a conversation, then the choice becomes much easier. Step number five is related to how you're going to treat yourself. So instead of shaming yourself when you don't actually follow through, you're going to be curious. You're going to just notice like, oh, that was something I really intended to do and I didn't do it. Why? Right? So this is not a sprint. This is just becoming your way of being. You're becoming a person who follows through on these things. You're becoming a person who has this new identity of yourself. And so anytime you fall short, anytime you take a couple steps back, commit to not shaming yourself. Commit to being a good friend to you and be curious. Be curious about why it didn't work. Be curious about why you weren't able to do it. 
Number five is to acknowledge the tiny steps along the way. This is sometimes difficult for us who are overachievers, super ambitious people who are always looking at doing it bigger, better, faster, right? That those tiny steps along the way matter. I can remember, it's not even too too long ago, this isn't the past couple of weeks, that I was confronted with triggering situations. And there was like, in the span of probably like four hours, there was probably like three things that triggered me that I could have reacted poorly to. And I remember when the first one came and I was able to respond in the way that I wanted to respond and keep my composure, I was just like, oh, I did it. I followed through on being this kind of person. And then when the second one happened, it was like, I did it again, right? Like, I'm going to notice every little thing that would take me off course and see how I navigate it. Now, in full transparency, by the time I got to the third one, I wasn't as strong as the other two, but I also didn't shame myself for that. I was like, well, look at these other two incidents where you did remain calm, where you didn't get upset, where you didn't have like this reaction that you didn't want to have. And I use that again as momentum because I was able to build in my brain like, no, you are making progress. You're getting so much better at this. Look at what you just did five minutes ago, right? So you want to acknowledge your tiny steps, the tiny progress along the way. And I'll say this is also really important for you to do this for your spouse. If they are working on something, if they are working to follow through on something, you also want to see them in the most positive light throughout this process. And so even being able to acknowledge their progress, their tiny steps will do wonders for you and how you are feeling towards them. And then the last thing that I want to offer is to just plan ahead for the obstacles. Because anything you're trying to follow through on is going to create a disruption in your norm, and there are going to be obstacles. So what would stand in your way of following through on this thing, right? Just to use the exercise example, for me, things that stand in my way is not wanting to, right? Getting out of the bed and having other things to do. So one way I solve for that obstacle is I get dressed in my workout clothes as soon as I get up. So I'm in the clothes. I can't say I don't have time to go change because I'm already ready and prepared, right? So how can you set things up to address the potential obstacles so that it is easier for you to carry the thing out, right? Like date night and spending quality time together. Maybe you're the type of person who is doing work in the evenings. How can you plan your calendar such that At whatever time you've decided, you really do shut things off and you put it in your calendar for the next day if there are things that didn't get accomplished. That would be solving for the obstacle, right? How can, if you want to be reaching out to your partner throughout the day, how can you solve for the obstacle of forgetting? You can just put a reminder in your phone. It may seem silly to do that, right? We think that when we're married, we shouldn't have to remind ourselves to text our spouse but you're busy. There's a lot of stuff on your brain. And so set yourself up for success and plan ahead of time how you will overcome the obstacles. Otherwise, if there weren't any obstacles, you would not 
be struggling to follow through on this thing, right? So I hope this has been valuable. I've had fun with this episode. And just do the thing, right? Like find that reason why it is so important to you. I would say from that list of six things, if you just focus on who you want to be, why following through on this thing is the most important thing for you, it will make everything else so, so easy. All right. Thank you for tuning in. Here's to following through. I'll be back with you next week. Bye for now. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.